You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindlin. Let's fucking do it. Well, let's, let's just do it then. What's so. What are we what are we on about this week? It's not it hasn't been that long since we recorded our last episode, but the people the people get hungry and demand from us. So we have to provide. We have to provide to our our uh, our yearning masses. So here we are again, only a couple of days later. And I don't I, I don't know. What do you want to do, man? I feel like we should just take it breezy today. Oh yeah, I just want to laugh because uh my world is upside down. My Your world world's upside down. So we can touch on that, but I, I, I'm i going to keep it light because I've determined I don't care about anyone or anything. So yeah. fuck it. And uh, if, you, if you're thinking, but but surely he doesn't mean this, this issue that is important to me. No, I do. For sure. Whatever it is. I don't give a fuck. Work it out amongst <laughs> yourselves. I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking care. I'm getting a gun. I'm living on the side of a mountain. I don't give a fuck. Figure it out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So that's that's the only that's the only reasonable response to anything. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 uh, I don't know. We're in a place right now where, yeah, I don't you know, I'm happy for whatever whoever comes out on top. Um, I'd be happier with other people. But, uh, you know, it's just it's uh, I feel like we, we so often start in places that should be like pretty much unifiably like. We should be on the whole, everyone in the world should be on the same page. And then we end up not on the same page. Everyone ends up against the thing that seems obvious. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they love you know? the obvious thing. Now, before we go any further, this is worst possible timeline and I'm Patrick. And I'm Eric. And, uh, I'm, I'm in the pure, 
I swim in a in a above ground pool of black pills. Uh, yes. I don't care about I don't care about anything. Don't care about anyone. Uh, I'm going to try to stay out of everybody's way and not make anybody else's life harder than it needs to be. But uh, beyond that, don't ask me for nothing. Don't don't uh, petition me for anything. Don't lobby me. Don't attempt to make me part of your coalition. Uh, I'm never joining anything bigger than a band. Uh, I'm going to die alone and in obscurity and so happy about it. So uh, that's where I'm at. And uh, I don't know if I have any news. Uh, go back for a second. What, what did you lead with? What, what were we talking about before we got on the phone? Or before, before. we were talking about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Oh, no, pardon me. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan uh, has a message uh, for the people on July 4th. Are you excited? Um, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I don't know that I, I don't know that anything the, the minister Farrakhan has to say will be at all, um, enlightening to my life, but I'm willing to hear him out. Well, he's saying it's a message to the entire world. It applies to all beings on the planet and his, the, the flyer for the event, it looks like it's pretty fucking lit. Like there's a coronavirus uh, on it. There's a the the Pope is chilling in the background. It, send me this. Uh, send me this flyer. Send me this. I want to see this. Sure. Um, I think honestly, this could be lit. <laughs> this, could be, <laughs> this could be a cool time for all of us. Maybe he's got the answers. I don't know. I'm just gonna say that when you put out a flyer that looks like you're like partying at a nightclub uh, named like Susie Lou's or some shit. And you're renting it out for the night in, uh, uh, in, in South Carolina to hold, to hold a, a like a l- ladies night party. Uh, and that's your fucking flyer. I can tell this is going to be good. This is a cool flyer. Do you think, do you think the people that he is in company with on this flyer have co-signed it like oh yeah yeah yeah. so right now he's on a conference call with trump and and boris johnson and who is that all the way who's who's that to the left of trump it look i can't see it looks like putin from where i am but maybe not um i don't know that's not putin i'm trying to tell it's is it is it the frenchman like no he's young is it like one of the princes or something? Is it like royalty? Oh, is it? Uh, it could be. I, I honestly, it's not getting big enough on my screen to tell me who that is. So let's just say it's a uh, lizardoid uh, unit designation 37 B. Hmm. You know, what's funny about the, the, so we, we on this podcast, we, we talk about the lizards pretty often. Right. And, um, I have, I, because, the world is in a hypersensitive spot at the moment. Um, there have been mass cancelizations, right? Um, and I've seen people say that if you talk about the lizard conspiracy, what you're really doing is uh, being anti-Semitic because a lot of these uh, conspiracies that, you know, New World Order uh, government yeah. conspiracies replace Jewish people with lizards or aliens or whatever. Yes. It's the same thing with when they replace uh, when they use the word globalist and they mean Jew, right? Right. Like the, 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 there's, but the flip side is somebody might literally mean globalist, and somebody 
might literally mean lizard man. You know what I mean? So well, is, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, I'll be frank with you. Uh, Jews do fine for themselves. I don't see them as uh, running the world. You know what I mean? So when, no, I'm talking about, I, when I'm talking about lizards, I'm not talking about Jews. Uh, just for anybody. That no, me neither. And I don't want, I don't want people. That's the thing. Cause I don't want people to get it twisted. It's, it's, I think, I mean, Eric, I stand, think, stand against the globalists. <laughs> Look, there is, you'd have to be a fool to not think that there's some kind of, um, what do we even call it? It's royalty is not the right word. Some, some sort of, uh, group of individuals that, that work behind the scenes. You have to be crazy to not think that there's people that, that are running the show. And you would have to be insane not to recognize that there's lizard men. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and that they're literally lizard men. They're not, this is not a euphemism for Judaism. I literally think that they're interplanetary intergalactic mutoid men from Mars. You'd have to be a nut to think otherwise. Exactly. Like I, I th- this has been the position of the podcast for three years now. So this is, I, I, I don't want, I don't want people getting it twisted. It's like, you know what this is? You know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing the, um, I'm doing the, uh, John Carpenter thing where every couple of years he has to come out. Hey guys, reminder, they live is not about the Jews. <laughs> yeah. Everybody listen, Eric and I uh, are great admirers of the Jewish people and they, us, uh, we got no problem. Uh, I barely have a problem with the lizards to be totally honest. With you. <laughs> I, 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 at this juncture in my life, I couldn't really fucking care. I'm just trying to get, get a million move to Albania. Uh, you know, have a bunch of firearms, whatever. I mean, when we, when we admonish the lizards, when we trash them, there's a little bit of reverence in our voices because Yo, it's impressive that people haven't caught on to their bullshit, at least largely. Oh, I mean, they're they've got the definitely the best run in the galaxy. You know, like they, they they're killing it so, far. so it. so look, like sometimes somebody can be your enemy, but you can still admire their work. And I I think we'd be foolish to not admire the work of the lizards. Yeah, they. I mean, they do an impeccable job at at keeping people. You know, at keeping the smoke screen. Uh, up, you know what I mean? They, they, they do a really great job at that. And for that, you know, you have to just say, you know, well, well played, well played. Yeah. I, I tip my sergeant's hat to the, my, my lizard paymasters. Exactly. But so what do we think? What, what do you think's going? <laughs> so we think that, that the minister Farrakhan is, he's on a, he's on a, a conference call with Trump, whoever that guy is, Boris and these three, Muslim cleric. One of them is from is Saudi. Oh, that's the Pope. The one po- is the, yeah, you the, the you got the Pope. You, you got uh, a, a Jewish leader on the right. I want to say, and then on the left, you've got yeah. uh, what like a mullah. Uh, uh, I don't know the Gaddafi. I can't tell. You know, what I mean, I don't even know if Gaddafi's still alive. Uh, there's like two, there's like three Gaddafis. Um, the left I, guy I, looks like he, it looks like the guy who um, remember that 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 image of Trump touching the orb. Oh yeah. 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 It's the guy uh, who, who touched the orb with Trump. You know what? Probably. Yeah. Uh, it, it's listen, it's a lizard party. And if, uh, if Farrakhan comes out, exposes himself as a lizard, that's been a, like a long plant or some shit. That's, that's all fine. I don't, I, I no longer give a shit. Uh, I'm along for the ride. 
it's in, Minister Farrakhan is an interesting guy, right? Because we he comes up every couple of years where people are like, you know, reminder that this guy's a piece of shit. Like every now and then he'll make a media appearance. I believe he was on uh, the the um, the Breakfast Club, and he's sort of like a tongue in cheek kind of. Uh, joke amongst uh, like uh, like on Jesus and Marrow and stuff like that. Like he's a known figure in the black world, but I think you know probably a lot of our audience, which is you know I I think it's safe to say is probably white, um, might not know a great deal about the Minister Farrakhan. Um, okay, let me. Let other me than our deeper self lecture that we gave. Uh, yes, so he he coined "do for self" black man, uh, which. Uh, like studious whites of history, uh, we have co-opted, uh, do for self. Uh, and I admire this guy because look, I'm going to say this. Does he get adulation? Yes. Does he get killed all the time? Yes. Do I think he believes what he's saying? Mostly. Uh, is he a genuine nut? Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's undeniable. He's far gone. And yeah, I, I hope that whatever he busts out is on that level. I, I, I d- d- don't let it be boring. Uh, uh, Lewis, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> make it exciting. I mean, one of the things I remember he got killed a couple of years ago. Cause when, I think when he was on the breakfast club, normally, in their studio, they have a pride flag, a, a pride flag, and uh, for his appearance, they had to take it down. Oh no, shit! Yeah, um, he has said less than uh, flattering things about the LGBT community and uh, less than flattering things about the Jews. Although he's he's tried to walk it back numerous times, and it's still it's I mean. Once you once you once you fall down that hole, and once there's video evidence of you saying some like really uh, unkind shit, um, you, you tend to stay in that place. Yeah, yeah. Anti-Semitism uh, is uh, popular in certain circles, but uh, it's also alienating. It's it's a hard road. I mean, back. I mean- you want to talk about, I mean, we, we, we didn't talk, this is like, this is old news now, but when Ice Cube posted that thing, no one, oh, yeah, really, everyone was kind of like, whoa, what was that? Uh, blatant conspiratorial anti-Semitism. It was kind of just, yeah. And it was kind of just, uh, everyone just kind of looked at it and went, uh, that's not cool. Right. And then we all forgot an hour later. Yeah. It wasn't the week to be criticizing black people. You know what I mean? No. Which has changed. Uh, now black people now, – so it changes. The first the first couple of weeks, black people can't be criticized. The next few weeks, uh, only other black people can criticize black people, which is where we're at now. And then presumably uh, th- there'll be some normalcy that everybody can somewhat criticize everybody in about a month and a half. Um, but at that time, you just couldn't – take aim at a black man. It was, uh, even though he was saying something that was by any fucking standard, no dog whistle. It was the whole dog was, <laughs> it, it was, it was fucking anti-Semitic. Um, now I should point out everybody that both while ice cube and Farrakhan are, are not the same age. They do belong to 
a generational way of thinking that it's okay to hate people and still have to interact with them. Like ice cube has to deal with Jews all day, literally all day. And he does so. And maybe he, uh, holds his nose when he does and says, Oh, I, this is what I got to do to get this dollar. Or maybe he doesn't think a thing about it, but there is a relationship between those two people that I don't think young people can understand. Right. Like, yeah, it's just as Farrakhan has walked back. Some of the Jew stuff still does not like Jews, but doesn't, but that doesn't really matter. Like he would share a stage with a Jew. Like he, like he, it's not that it's not that disliking you is prohibitive from us being in the same space. Uh, I, I think that that's a delineation because when the alt right took off, in whatever capacity it did or did not, depending on your media spin, uh, there was all this talk about uh, uh, a white ethno state. This was a buzz. Uh, do you remember this? Do you remember when they were trying to when the media was trying to sell us on this? Oh, uh, there's all these people that are trying to create a white ethno state, and it's like when it came down to it, it was like a few thousand people on 4chan. But uh, those people and Farrakhan aren't the same. Farrakhan is, is, uh, he might prefer everybody around him to be black, but he's waiting for actual aliens. Everybody look this up. Actual aliens to pick him up. Uh, he's not, he's not looking. <laughs> him, him and I, that's where me and Farrakhan and I intersect because, uh, you and me both brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, please, I'm not mad at it. Um, I'm waiting for the, for the Yakubian starship to come and pick me up and all, all the, all the white people off the planet. We've got Yakub to thank for everything that we have. So I, I think in some respect, we can't be angry at Yakub at all. In, in, in all, I mean, it, yeah, I, I mean, building off that, in, I think Yakub might be the most influential figure in, in human history. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I mean? I mean, people look up Yakub uh, and, and you'll see why. I, I believe, um, according to Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, he was a, a, an ancient scientist who was responsible for creating the white race. That's right. He went to an island and created, I think he used black slaves to create uh, whites for the purpose, purpose of devilishness, which I'll be honest, is, is not like a very, I write comic books and I'm going to tell you that's not a very clear motivator. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the purpose of devilishness. Uh, but uh, listen, I'm grateful for my life, black pilled though I may be. So, uh, all the all glory and honor to Yakub. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. We are Yakubian brethren. In the, I, I mean, what if they replace the word white with Yakubian? I, that sounds so much better. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I'm totally that. fine with that. Instead of having um, Caucasoid phenotypes, it would be a uh, Yakubian def- uh, defect. Right, exactly. It's uh, it's 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 wild, man. I, I I have to say, here here's something, man. And and this conversation um we've had before, and we don't get far because we're both in pretty much agreement. But it's something that comes up just time and time and time again, and um, it's something I worry about because it's a to me it's it's a weird misconception. And and what I'm talking about is. 
So we have one of our most influential episodes was our do for self one. And that was a, 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 obviously we were taking from the minister Farrakhan. Now I feel like we constantly have to be like, look, just because we might talk about that does not mean we fully endorse the minister Farrakhan. And, and this came up again this week when people were like, well, uh, Joe Rogan said that he pr- would prefer Trump over Biden. So he's a piece of shit. I don't understand why I have to personally sign off on someone's political beliefs or the things they say I have to agree with entirely be- or if they fall out of line with my personal values, then I must deem them a piece of shit forever and, you know, or be disappointed in them and never, ever listen to them or or engage with that person ever again in a way that isn't me saying, oh, that guy's a piece of shit. Uh, listen, I mean, think about who you're talking to right now. I, I literally do not give a fuck about anybody's politics. Uh, the only reason that I avoid, quote unquote, bad people is because I don't need the headache online. Otherwise, for my personal values... Uh, you could put me in a room with bad people all day. I don't. I don't give a shit. I, d- I don't give I mean, I a did, shit. I don't. I don't know. Is it us? Are we autistic? Like, I is it, like I don't. I can't. I don't care what anyone thinks about anything. I really, really don't. Nope. Like wholesale, even people I love, like I, I value their opinion and their insight and their experience and their the way that they see things. And I'm, I, I love to talk to them and, and debate them and, and, you know, discuss them and, and whatever, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, you can think and believe whatever it is you, you like to, it does it, that that's, that's wonderful for you. And it's wonderful for me to have that same exact, you know, my beliefs and you don't have to give a flying fuck about anything I think about. You know what I mean? Well, like I, I, Eric, Eric, you classical liberal, fucking total cuck <laughs> you gained so much ground with our audience last episode i got two messages from people saying i think i like eric now <laughs> so, so uh you you gained ground but right uh, but now you're you're falling into this moderate fucking centrist nonsense that you always do you fucking Tell real me. life weasel where how so how, no how, how how do you how do you how would you say uh, because you're suggesting that somebody else's ideas won't immediately kill you. And <laughs> that is completely forbidden thought at this moment. So oh. it, it, here's the thing. You have a bunch of people who are very fed up with uh, the way of things. I think that's probably fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so it, it's a it's a larger purge of the idea of these things. Um, they the people that are engaged in the kind of like uh, radical, well, radical right probably too to a degree, but radical left certainly. Um, they can they believe that there is no separation between your political beliefs and what you are physically imposing on a human being at, at any given moment. And in one respect, they're correct. Uh, if you're, if you are, have no eye to history, you don't understand politics and you have a, an autistic level of literalism, then yes, that is a fact. 
Uh, and you have a generation like an internet generation that feels completely disconnected from the political process, sees themselves outside of it and just victim to it. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that, right? There's probably some fairness in that. Uh, It's probably a fair statement in some respects, but uh, if you say we don't have to agree for me to tolerate you, then you are so far outside this moment that you might as well join me and Bill Maher at his indoor basketball court as we play uh, shirts versus skins with all the other canceled people, because I am of the same value, Eric, that I, I have, I will sit in a room with people who wish me harm. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I mean, that's, I, I, I take it a, a, a step further. It's, it's not, yo, we don't have to agree for me to enjoy you. Like I can very much enjoy your company and, and disagree with everything you say. Right, but do you understand that this is now going to get into? Uh, you're going to be accused of uh, being blinded by your privilege because uh, if you're a black trans woman, uh, which you'll notice that typically white women uh, online will use as their incredibly condescending shield against real arguments, they'll just throw black trans women into conversations. Uh, if you're a black trans woman, it it is worth noting that somebody disagreeing with you, quote unquote, might mean that they, they care to defund uh, you or they they care to uh, limit your access to healthcare. So the argument that, Hey, Eric, you can step away or, or you can disengage from other people's politics and see them as a human being. However, someone who feels that their life is genuinely in danger due to somebody else's views cannot. And that is your privilege. And to which there's two answers. You can try arguing and say, well, listen, I think you're overestimating the amount of political power that any individual in the United States has. Uh, If you feel so disenfranchised by the system, it's odd that you think that uh, an individual uh, having one view means that uh, anything will change. Or you can take the other view, which is, oh yeah, I guess that is my privilege. What would you care for me to do about it? To not to not have the experience that I have, to take on your experience, to, ha- to have your anxieties, despite the fact that I don't have your concerns? Is it like, it, it, it's a, there's, there's no real answer. If you don't have... Pr- this is my message to people and it's very unpopular. If you don't have problems, you don't have problems. That's just what it is. Like you you can do your best for other people. Try to try to do what you think is right, but you never like, what are you going to do? Understand? You're never going to understand. It's foolish to like put yourself out there as though you're the, you're the global empath. Right. Well, well, there's two, there's a, there's a lot going on there and it's like a, yes, I could never, Possibly I could do my best to put myself in those shoes as I like to do for people, but I could never truly understand on a day-to-day minute to minute basis what it is to be that person. And and likewise, and likewise, Eric, they could never understand what it is to be you. So so in this, if going on that theory, then it is equally wrong for somebody to tell you how to conduct yourself because they cannot know what's going on in your head or what your experience is. No. And it's, well, to me, to me, it's like, you know, 
I, yeah, I, I, but it, it, it's furthermore, it's, it's dishonest, right? It's dishonest to, to, for me to pretend like these aren't, you know, that I have to now, that I should co-op the views or the outlook of somebody else because like on their behalf, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen to, think about who you're talking to. I, I, I've said it a million times. I really, in my heart of hearts, I think my role in this life is to get out of people's way. Like I'm not trying to fucking take on a cross for anybody else because frankly, if I have to carry that cross, I don't, I, I, I don't think that I'm doing anybody a service. So yeah, I mean, Eric, I think about who you're talking to. I literally don't care about a living human. I mean, I think the, for me, what this, this, what, the things that are going on now, you know, if whatever, however we want to define it, if we want to call it a culture war, if you want to call it like whatever term you want to use, I think the people on both on, on honestly on, on either side of, of the spectrum, on either side of the war or whatever this is, on either side of the debate, ask yourself what it is that you want. What do you want to see in the world, right? Do you want to tear down everything as it is? You know, do you want to burn it down or do you want you know, systemic real world reform, right? Because I think that is fundamental to how you um, engage with other people, right? Because if you can acknowledge what your goal is, then, and and you can state it explicitly, then it lets people know, you, you know, I guess what I'm driving at is like, what is it, what is it exactly that you want? I think everyone needs to define that for themselves. You know what I mean? And it, and it, and I think once we do that, then you can make progress because if, if, if reform is what you want in, to see in the world, in the country, then we, then a conversation needs to be had a real world, actual conversation needs to be had where we talk people of opposing viewpoints of, 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 uh, opposing ideologies need to have an actual real world discussion and they have to stop yelling at each other. Because the yelling doesn't do anything for anybody. United Colors of Bennington uh, uh, cucked out fucking moderate ass. Eric, get the fuck out of here. We're doing gallows. We're building gallows. And then we're going to build a guillotine. And we're going to fucking purge, Eric. And when we're done purging, there'll finally be room for me. Mm. See, I bet you there's a lot of people that want that. You know what I mean? Like there's probably a lot of people in this world that would just like to shoot their neighbors. And like that's lit. Like if that's what you want, that's cool. But like it puts me in an awkward space, right? Because I might share some of your values and I might want to align myself with you, but I don't agree that we should kill each other. Pussy. <laughs> you pussy. That's what it is, man. So what what is it? You need to. Uh, you're not lifting right now, are you? You need to get some uh, tea running through your fucking veins. No, clearly I'm I'm soyed out this week. Yeah, that's what this is. You're being sympathetic to other human beings and hoping that we can uh, reach some uh, workable consensus, regardless of whether or not we uh, fully agree on any given topic. Uh, that's what we call. But, 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 but here's the thing, yo. Last week I was at my wits fucking end, right? And I've kind of I've kind of rolled out of that funk that I was in, but like. Every single day, you just see this this shit, this like this this just bickering and screaming at each other more and more and more. And it's like, what is the purpose of it? What's the function? Like, 
do any does anyone care does anyone like if you actually want to see real world uh, improvements or changes do do you care to actually like do any sort of investigation or any search into what that means or what it looks like or do you just want to yell at each other because like to me that's maddening to me that just you're just gonna fucking have a nervous breakdown i mean if you want my opinion they are the unactualized unself-actualized versions of my of black pill patrick uh mm. they they are are nihilists at, at heart they uh they don't see a future so they're playing just little reindeer games out here on the fucking internet so all this attacking each other like look I saw some foul shit this week that I can't even fucking talk about where professionals in the industry tried to clear house on some fucking uh, me too shit to try to uh, advance their own careers, Uh, which is like some, like for all the people that talk about, you know, like a cultural revolution, like the United States mirroring China's cultural revolution and how, there was this incredible self-serving undercurrent to it where uh, junior uh, the junior level of the managerial class would find uh, uh, accusations against the senior level of the managerial class and, and, and just sort of uh, 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 find excuses to purge them so that they could advance their own careers. I've, I'm witnessing that uh, in real time right now. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I think that there is that I almost respect more. I almost respect the, the ruthlessness, uh, the, the hatred of your fellow man. I almost respect it. The complete cold indifference, dark triad, fucking, uh, true lizard brain sort of, uh, sort of killer be killed thing going on there as dark and stupid as it is. But the other person, the person that is just, they want they have no aspirations they're just frustrated and they're just firing into a crowd knowing that they'll never be important enough to take any shrapnel themselves is that's like truly disturbing like i'm watching people with like like 130 followers on twitter take these like try to take down people that are like you know like like not doing enough for black lives matter or something like J Cole. Have you seen J Cole? No, tell me J Cole put out a song that is, uh, not, it's not, it doesn't name any names, but it seems clear that he is responding to a tweet from another musician who's taken on an activist role and is tweeting a bunch of woke shit, but also tweeting like, you know, where are your, where are your black, entertainers on this, you know, and he felt that this woman was talking about him and perhaps Kendrick Lamar, or at least that's the speculation. Two people who have talked a great deal, rapped a great deal about, uh, the, the black experience and, uh, the, unju- the injustice, injustices of that. And, uh, so he dropped a song about it and he's getting murdered because in the song, I actually thought it was the most level-headed as far as rap goes. It's about as level-headed as you could get. It's a funny thing. If you put, if he had done some like Kodak black shit where he threatened this woman, 
people would have been people would have been like, ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. But because he like leveled like a a reasonable reply that just didn't conform with what they want from him, they're mad. Yeah. But meanwhile, I honestly think if, if Kodak Black said, shut that bitch up, I'll shoot her. It, like people would be like, oh, uh, oh, Kodak's doing his thing again. You know what I mean? So Jake Cole just said, hey, this is, uh, you know, maybe all this stuff is right. It's, it sounds good. Um, but I feel like you're lecturing me and other men who don't share your access to these ideas at a younger age. Like it feels like you're pretty woke, pretty informed, pretty plugged into an education. That's not my friends. And if you're trying to get us to come over to your side, it really feels like this isn't the way, despite the fact that I agree with so much of what you say. And yo, for that to be deemed unreasonable, I keep saying it, Eric, please cancel me and get this over with <laughs> because I don't give a fuck. If that's unreasonable, you should kill yourself. Like, yo, I'm going to just, I'm bringing this back to middle school where I tell people to kill themselves. I go kill yourself. Cause that is, yo, you're fucked in your fucking head. If you think that that's not a valid vantage point, he actually says like, yeah, he acknowledges, he acknowledges that he's rich in it and that like, Oh, maybe I can't see the shit cause of this, blah, blah, blah. It's like very self-reflective, but it's also like, Hey, like, your tone kind of sucks because I think you're losing some of the people that, that like maybe just don't have it the way you have it. And nobody is willing to have, because then that becomes a class conversation and nobody's willing to have that. Everybody has to be like, Oh, you're either saying the, the approved dialogue on racial matters right. uh, or you're not. And if you mention class, then you, you are a heretic, but it's like, yo, it's not un is it unreasonable for somebody to say, Hey, um, if you're the child of two professors, uh, you might have a head start uh, intellectually on some of these topics over somebody who's uh, grew up in a single parent household uh, where mom had to work uh, uh, 14 hour days to keep food on the table, uh, and th- there was no I, there was no chance that this, that the young person in the house was graduating college. Is it unfair to suggest that those are different worlds and different experiences, even if the color of your skin is the same? <laughs> like, yo, that's, I mean, if you can't say that, that's nuts. That's just nuts. I mean, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head though, right? I mean, I think that's what we're, we're talking about. It's just like, it's, I feel like we need to pivot the podcast soon, right? Because I mean, we don't have to like, fully move away from current events or whatever it is or Twitter or whatever it is we do. But like, yo, this is just an endless cycle. Like, and I don't know if there's any, you know what I mean? I don't know if there's any reprieve. I don't know if there's any moving away from it because it, it, I feel like it's the apparatus itself that that is the problem. It's just not a space conducive for actual conversations to take place. And like, I don't, again, like I said earlier, I don't see anything improving until our tone or the volume of what we're saying comes down a little bit. Unless, unless you just want to cut each other's heads off. Unless that's what you want. Because if that's what you want, then then stay the course. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, you know, like exactly what you said. It's it's being reasonable is is something to 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 kill. It's something, it's a, it's a reason to, to, you know, cut the throats. It, 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 it's so like, 
with that in mind, it, it's just it's it's saying that there that there is no room for for civil discourse or whatever. So then then the only answer to me is just is I don't know a cage match. It's just fighting to the death, I guess. Uh, I mean, any time that you can say all like every one of these people is my enemy. Every uh, moderate centrist cocked out fucking feeb like Eric is my nemesis for life. Anytime you can say that it's like, you know, you're going to have a long life of fighting and I guess that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like people are lining themselves up for like this endless disappointment of finding out that their enemy is not going anywhere. I mean, but that's what it is. And I mean, like we tried to, right. I mean, we tried to, I feel like 2016, it was just like, yeah, we tried to pretend uh, like the people that we hate the most don't exist, right? And then it became very evident that they do. And we again, the media and 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 liberals tried to pretend that they didn't exist that you oh, you know, we only lost because the system's broken or the electoral college or it was Russia. We don't actually have we don't actually share the soil with, you know, millions of people that that just plainly don't think like us or um we're not willing to engage with which is why they're they're they're, you know they 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 would vote for an asshole like donald trump like it's just an an all i mean at least in the political realm because in truth a lot of the country is like me they are overwhelmingly reasonable more or less liberalish you know like the that is what most of the country is and the reason why you don't see that represented in actual reality, you know, it's Donald Trump didn't win the, 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 the war for, uh, you know, like the American right is not the the prevailing ideology of the people that live here. It's not at all representative of, of, of what we, of what this country is. The reason why it's, why it exists and why it holds the power is a failure of, liberalism it's a failure of the left of this country it's a it's i I really see it that way i i I see i really see it that we that that wing of the of the country or whatever whatever you want to call it that whatever you know the left wing establishment party or whatever yo they're 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 simps that offer nobody anything and 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 they give no one any reason to to root for them or be on their side they suck they're awful and that's why that's why we're in the place that we're at. But our solution apparently is just to scream at each other or pretend that they don't exist. Yeah, yeah, we're it's, I mean, it's, I mean, we're, we're pretty well fucked. I mean, that's it's hard to come away with any other with any other feeling, and in, in, in it's it's it, like we're fucked. Yeah, we're fucked, Eric. <laughs> can I can I can I offer you this black pill? <laughs> so we went from previous episode, which was Eric takes the red pill, and now I've taken the black pill. Is that where we're at? I mean, this would be the best podcast ever if you just came on, like dropped uh, uh, an epithet uh, against uh, gays that we don't use anymore, uh, and like started slamming beers. <laughs> no. It's you know what it is. I don't. I'm not black pilled yet, right? Because I still wanted. As I said at the top, I'm still ready. I'm willing to talk to anybody, even like you said, people that wish me harm. If you want to cut my head off 
for the things that I think or believe in or my view of the world or whatever, that's chill. Like I will have a conversation with you, but that conversation has to be more than just yelling. It has to be more than just moralizing. It has to be an actual discussion. Eric, weak people. And I mean that like, I don't, I don't mean that necessarily as an insult, even though there's probably no other way to read it. I mean, people that uh, don't feel powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. all they got is moralizing. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've started to cut some slack to people that I see as being like the non hypocrite moralizer, just like the, the, just like the weak bitch that like, like isn't in it for the clout, isn't in it for, uh, <clears throat> like the thrill, the, the high, but they just, it's kind of the only identity that they can have is I'm better than you. I, I, I've started to be sympathetic to it because when I look at their, like their fellow travelers, like the people that really are just for lack of a better term, just like moralizing clout monsters, like clout demons from hell that just like try to try to use, uh, real things to, to further themselves and get high as fuck uh, on superiority. Uh, you know, like that person's so objectionable to me that the sort of uh, the, the sort of mild version of it is almost welcome. Like, oh, you're just you're, you're a person that's lost in this life, so you're in other people's business. Okay, all right, I I I, I get you. You know what I mean? Like, you, you you're better than your cousin, the guy that fucking like is truly partying on on <laughs> on sanctimony. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's two things, right? I think there's people that ca- get caught up in their own feelings of sanctimony, and then there's people that just like feel like they have to ride the train, right? Otherwise, you know, I honestly think it's like some of it's like ruled by fear, almost like fear of ostracization or 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 social death or whatever, you know? Like, I, f- I feel like that's a lot of it too. I should also say that like, yeah, fear of social death, but they'll kill you. Like, I don't mean, I I still mean socially, but I mean, it's not like you, you wither in this world socially. It's not like you like, Oh, you know, people used to fuck with me. And then slowly over time, they kind of like didn't want to fuck with me anymore. No, they'll send somebody to kill you. And what I mean by that is, is somebody will jump out and like, you know, like, like my circumstance where, where that girl was like, Oh, you like Morrissey? I do like Morrissey. Oh, so you don't like Chinese people. Oh, okay. Um, so, so what's this? Like, were you, are you a contract killer? You know what I mean? Who hired you? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because people do this thing where, it, you know, I think, I honestly think that you have to be clinically unwell right now to want to be a public figure or yeah, or you have to have no other skills or a compulsion to, to do the thing that you're doing. And if you were smart, you would go into literally any invisible. Okay. So Eric, there's a lot of talk about, about the low morale of the, of the police right now. And a lot of people are speculating that, what we just set ourselves up for was we don't have the political will to abolish police. So 
what's going to happen is we're going to have a lower and lower quality candidate enter that field until our problems become Brazil level. Right. So if, if you, if nobody with options wants to become a police officer, you're going to find this to be a very desperate state of affairs. Now, I don't know if I, if I 100% see it as a, as a, uh, as a 100% uh, kind of uh, uh, cause and effect uh, being that direct. I, I don't know. I have to really think about it. It's a thing that a lot of intelligent people are putting out in the world right now, but yeah, if, you know, it, it, I think that equally applies to entertainers and, and artists. If, if only an insane person would open themselves up to the type of scrutiny that you're going to get uh, being a public figure, then the only people that you're going to get being public figures are going to be these like shells of human beings. Mm. These, these, these hollow, these empty suits, but the, the suit is like a, like a Liberace, uh, 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 full, full body, uh, glitter suit, you know, like it's, but it's still an empty suit. It's still, there's nothing there. And, I think that what might come of this era is the worst art that we've ever created and the, some of the most dangerous policing. So I, I, I'm actually very black pilled I wanted to be really funny this episode and just not talk about any, like, just be like, Oh, Eric, who gives a fuck? You know, but, uh, <laughs> but in fact, I, I, uh, I, I'm actually super, super, super bleak about, um, kind of the, the law of unintended consequences that if like, I, like for people, people, <laughs> how long ago was Arab spring, Eric? Uh, like nine years ago. Okay. So, uh, I think it's interesting that most of the people that are not most of the people, I should say, um, many of the people that are protesting don't remember Arab spring just as they don't remember yeah. Occupy, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it was around the same time. It, entirely possible that that people are really young, and that maybe you know Arab Spring was a moment, and it was uh, really inspiring for a lot of people. But if you didn't live through it, yeah, maybe it totally misses your radar. But uh, how much do you know about what happened afterwards? Have we ever talked about it? Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show, but it was nothing good, right? Nothing good. <laughs> so, so Arab Spring, which was. Uh, it, it, it was inspiring. It was, it, it was many hundreds of thousands of people, uh, pushing back against, uh, by any standard Western or otherwise, uh, a, a repressive, uh, government and, and larger repressive society. And it made great news footage for, and it, you know, bringing down statues, the whole thing. It was followed by something called Arab Winter, which nobody talks about. <laughs> and Arab Winter was <laughs> when all those regimes cracked the fuck down on these people and disappeared them. And yeah. then it was followed. I don't even know what they call that era, but it was followed by extreme sectarian violence. <laughs> so I saw that there was a couple uh, underinformed blue check marks that were kind of calling this the, the, the Occidental spring, uh, you know, or the Western spring or whatever. 
and they dropped it because a probably it wasn't getting big retweets because nobody like none of the young people knew what they were fucking talking about. But uh, also because, yo, it's it got it. If you look to history, it was bad. It was it was fucking bad. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, I I I don't know. I, I'm I'm increasingly not feeling good. Uh, if the only people you can get to be cops, if you're, if you're too afraid not to have cops, which if we're just going to be honest is the entirety of the United States. If you're too afraid not to have cops, uh, you are going to, so here's the problem. The people that want to get rid of cops do, do not believe in the system enough to engage with the system, to, to actively track this issue for the rest of their lives. And because of that, what we might end up with is a country that lacks the political will to, to, to uh, uh, get rid of cops, but the cops are of lower and lower quality each time. Each generation of cops is of lower and lower quality until we're ending up with essentially with like paramilitary death squads. And it's, I wonder if anybody who really felt self righteous in this moment gives a fuck about that potential future. Do you think well, they should? I think, I, yeah, no, for sure. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the policing end of it. Um, I think we're just going to make that a worse and worse job. Um, and yeah, it, it may attract a lower element to it or no element at all. And, um, but in terms of like the artistry, I mean, yeah, art's probably going to suck for a while, but it also has sucked for a while. I think people will still be, um, compelled to chase fame and whatever, just out of pure narcissism. But I think there might be a higher turnover rate as the culture, whatever the norm or the, the accepted norms are constantly changes. It it got me thinking about, I was thinking about the other day. Um, you, you have seen the first, uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man film, correct? Of course. So you remember the, there's a, like a party scene or whatever. And, um, Mary Jane, uh, where, where Peter's getting guns. lit and, and, and doing body shots. No, no. So th- there's a scene where she, Kirsten Dunst is wearing a dress that is of some sort of Asian, um, origin. Right. And she's a white woman, obviously. Yeah. Kimono style dress. Kimono style dress with the, with, yeah. So it got me thinking, you know, back then, uh, a little less than 20 years ago, Yo, celebrities did that a lot and it was seen as like in vogue. It was like cool to do. It was like very well accepted. And we're currently in this stage, right? Where this isn't isolated to just this one aspect, you know, of, of, of how culture shifts or whatever, but like we're in a place where we like people feel the need to, well, some people feel the need to, to shame people people like Kirsten and say, how the fuck could you ever do that? You racist bitch. And then people like Kirsten feel the need to be like, wow, I can't believe my blind spots back then. I just, it, I can see now the harm that I have done that. bad such nonsense lip service to save their career. Yo, how can you like, I don't know if there's any way to teach people like you can't like, I feel like only time can do that where they ultimately fall victim victim to it themselves. But like you, like it's so wrong to like 
trash people or like hurl insults at them or like like crucify them for something they did that at the time wasn't just accepted it was like it like people saw them as like sophisticated and like well informed and like and respect like it was respectful it was a nice thing it was it was considered a good thing to for them to do and like I don't know. I it just it, it, like I think when it in terms of 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 people that get famous now, maybe you'll just see a higher turnover rate because we now have this new there's this new avenue where we just we we see something about like we decide some some cultural ether or or uh, hive mind decides that a thing is bad now, and we must destroy the person who did it back when it wasn't bad. Oh. Eric, uh, I mean, I think that it's going to take, I mean, if you want like some real, perhaps unhelpful, I think that the Farrakhan style do for self model, uh, or the, who's the fella, uh, Anthony from Opie and Anthony. Look, that guy gets killed, uh, or, or uh, who's the conservative guy? Fuck. He was a huge deal on um, Fox News. Uh, the Mormon. What's his, what's his fucking name? Bill O'Reilly? No, 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 no. no. Mormon. Mormon. Um, Mormon guy. Um, Tucker? I don't know. Who's who's the Mormon? This was a couple years ago. He was the biggest. Glenn Beck. So, oh, that guy, yeah. So look, here's the thing. Glenn Beck and Anthony Cumia you can have whatever opinion you want on them, but they did for self. They saw the writing on the wall that their particular style of commentary or their worldview was going to be out of vogue with the corporate corporate superstructure, right? So they went and created their own networks for their audiences. And they're often not part of the bigger conversation now, but they continue to talk to people who are interested in what they have to say while making boatloads of money. And it is unfortunate to me on some level that maybe the only mass media that will exist is, or popular pop, pop art is, is going to be very cucked out, say nothing Marvel movies. That's sad, but if we all have these options to go enjoy, like, you know, like whether it's like, uh, every white kid in America loves Griselda right now. Right. Like the, 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 uh, kind of rap cooperative of, of, uh, dudes out of, I want to say Buffalo, but it's like, yo, that's, that's classic do for self shit. And it's to be admired. It's, it's okay. You pick up a corporate partnership if it makes sense for you, but only if it makes sense for you. And a thing that it's interesting, I was talking to like a true Gen Xer the other day who was, I don't know if we talked about this, was making some compelling points that younger generation doesn't understand, like they're so corporate that they don't understand how corporate they are. Yeah. You know, like there's, as you pointed out, I think they're essentially making corporations their new government. Like, so they reject government, but embrace a, a, a corporatist framework to be their new uh, uh, protection racket, to be their new uh, their new uh, policing. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, like 
obviously I have a real thorn in my side, like a, uh, like a, like just a hair in my butt about cancellations. And I, part of that is because I see it as people weaponizing corporate culture in this way that I think that if you go play shadow run, you know what I mean? Like, like, like there must be some piece of media in your world where that, where it helps you understand that corporations are government by another name and you should, you should have the same skepticism and distrust for them, but yeah, to embrace them and use them as your lever, I think is like, like you don't get it just as government is never, it's never going to be your lever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same thing. It's never going to be your lever. You're going to win these like very stupid, uh, uh, superficial victories and, and lose your soul in the process. Cause you're going to be just, you're going to be bootlicking target rather than the fucking feds. You know what I mean? Like, but, that, but that's what yeah, it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's undeniable. I mean, it, it I, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, the, the only way, the only art that can, as you said, pop art that can exist are things that are already like things like Disney that can't be canceled, you know, things that are too large to really take down. Like, yes. I don't, I don't know that there's any room for people to like, I don't know. I, I mean, that, that isn't to say that there aren't artists that, you know, are able to, you know, get to a certain place. I mean, like in terms of things of like mega stars, like that doesn't really exist anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like a, like a Michael Jackson type figure, like this, like almost like, messiah like you know thing that it like like that doesn't that's not really there anymore and i don't miss it necessarily but it is it's just an interesting way in 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 the way that like the culture has shifted and it's like i think it's interesting i think it's it's like i said i don't i don't give a fuck about star status or whatever you know i don't i don't miss that thing but it it is it is kind of scary that like Yo, there's isn't anything that like we like people can all agree on. You know what I mean? Like there used to be certain things that like we could all, you know, everyone was on the same page. But like there that doesn't that really doesn't exist anymore. No. Um like everything is 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 divisive. Everything is a political issue. You know what I mean? Like if you if you listen well, to Joe Rogan, you're you're of this ilk. If you listen to, you know, if, yeah. if whatever whatever it is. Eric, a thing that I think is the most dishonest conversation is when, if somebody tries to intone that they're essentially apolitical or agnostically, their politics are agnostic on a certain subject or whatever, uh, or if they just say the thing that they mean in their heart, which nobody ever says, which is, I don't care about things that don't concern me, which is like what literally every honest person in their heart is, is, is always generating, but everybody's too afraid to say, but if they're just saying, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't, can we have a night without politics? Somebody always responds with what to me is the most dishonest thing you can say. Everything is politics. Or if you're being a real scumbag that's trying to leverage other people's experience to fucking prove your point, you can say, what about black trans women? They can't escape politics. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like just these like total, like you're just using a human shield that uh, I'm sure that there's a great many black trans women who don't want you speaking on their behalf, regardless of what you're saying. But 
Anyway, I think that saying everything is political is about as creepy and stupid as this world gets. Because if everything is political, why did you say that? If everything is, that's like saying everything is everything. Okay, well then it means nothing, doesn't it? It means nothing. What I'm talking about is I have no, I have no desire to hear your political thoughts this evening. Are we clear now? You know what I mean? Like, so when somebody says, oh, does this have to be political? And somebody goes, everything is political. Yo, you're, you're a dishonest actor. You, you, you are acting in bad faith because that is, it means nothing if everything is political. You know what the person means. You know what the person means. Hey man, can we not be partisan about this? Can we not have these ludicrous sectarian takes that benefit nobody just for a change? Can we do that? Everything is political. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Back to middle school, kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to reckon with that. You know what I mean? That everything is, is political sentiment because like, yo, maybe everything is political, you know, but like, like it's on, on some level and so, through some lens, like, sure, you can, you can apply a political lens to literally everything. If you try hard enough, you, you know, you everything do- is spiritual. It's nonsense, Eric. It's, it's, I mean, like I said, it, applying a certain lens to things, you can, you can do that if you want, but like, what is it, how does it serve you? You know what I mean? Like how, how does viewing everything that way, you know, like how does that edify or, or, or increase the value of your life by doing that? Like what, like what, of what use is it? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people need to ask themselves that question more. Like people need to like reckon with what they want. And of what use any conversation or anything in this world is and if, and what you value from it, because the things that mean the most to you, you can drill down to their like inner core and, and split them in half and dissect them every which way. If, if, if it brings you something, but if it doesn't, you know, why, why do you need to do that? Like you just, you've, you've clickbaited your life. Like you, you've turned your life into clickbait. You know what I mean? Like, You've, you've turned your life into a medium article about why, you know, Marvel movies are, are secretly, you know, inherently, you know, anti whatever. And it's like, what good does, like, it, I just find myself asking the question. It's like, what, what good does that do you? What, what, what does that, what purpose does it serve? It's not doing for self. I'll say that. <laughs> like it's, it, it's, you know, I was trying to express this the other day, Eric, I've only, uh, we joke about me lifting weights and shit like that. And it's mostly a joke because I'm still like a very small guy, but yep. I've put on, I've put on 30 pounds of mostly muscle in the last year. And, and I got to say that every ounce uh, or every pound of, of I- increased performance or however you want to look at it, it adds this type of confidence where I had my desire to control others lessens by the hour. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I feel very much in control of myself and I have no desire to impose my will on other people. And yeah, I think, I think that even if I felt that intellectually at, at, throughout my entire life, I certainly feel it on a molecular level now. And yeah. my point to that is, that's what's made me more sympathetic to people that might feel like they have no power in their lives, why they are so vindictive and weird online. It's like, Oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Like I get it. You feel, you feel feeble. Like, and this is your lever of control and you're going to fucking yank that lever. And like, yo, that sucks because 
if I'm on the other side of that, don't have any desire to be engaged with it, I can still be dragged into somebody else's bullshit. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it's, uh, but, but I mean, it, again, and like, I know, I know that I keep coming back to this, right. But it's like, what do you want? <laughs> you know, that's the question of this episode, man. It, it's the question of my life. It's like, do you want, I don't know. Uh, I've lost my train of thought. It, it's like, do you just want to cut people's heads off? Yes or no? Because like, oh, do you want, do you want, is the, like if you're okay, if your will, right. Is if you have some weird desire that you want to control people or you want them to think like you do, or you want them on your side, like, is that why you want them to think like you do so that they come to your side and now your side's more powerful and now you have an, a larger ability to change something. This is all abstract and, and also probably not true, but whatever. Okay. Do you want that person on your side? What's an effective strategy? It's not yelling at them. It's not yelling at them and call them, calling them pieces of shit. That's going to make them more stalwart on their side. It's going to make them more hard in their own and, and hard nosed in their own views. So what do you want? Oh, I was actually reading. It's, it's interesting. I was, I was reading a tweet thread uh, from some sociologist, I, I think, um, who was talking about, do you know this? Uh, I think his name's Shy Shia or Shy Jackson. Do you know who this, who this person is? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Have you ever heard of uh, this, this person, Shia LaBeouf? Um, I think so. Yeah. So this person is doing Shia, Shia. I don't remember Jackson. I think his last name. Um, okay. If you can hear the, uh, the sirens coming, uh, that's because, uh, I have the citizen app on and it just informed me that at the Walgreens directly across the street, uh, the, the, uh, cashier is being stabbed with an improvised weapon. So Jesus. I, I don't, I, I just want our listeners who are on the abolish police tip that I, am totally willing to sign on for to, I would like to know what our peacekeeping mechanism is for stabbed with improvised weapon while on the job. <laughs> site. <laughs> so, and listen, that's not me being dismissive. I'd love to actually hear what it is, you know, because, uh, it's a valid yeah, question. Give me, I think. Give, give me a world without cops, but like, you know, my sister works at a supermarket. If she starts getting stabbed with an improvised weapon, I'm going to feel a way about that. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, Eric, people, I don't think, you know, I, I maintain that Orwell, uh, uh, quote, which is, uh, you know, at, at base, uh, left-leaning party, left-leaning parties in the, in the Western world are at base a sham because they make it their business to fight against things, which they do not wish to end. And that, that that's, that's how I feel about all these people is like, Oh no, you, you, you're still enjoying your flat screen TV. You, you're still enjoying your, like I, I, there's nothing I hate more. I've talked about this a million times. There's nothing I hate more than the, that the hand wave away of, uh, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. I, I think it's intelligence insulting on the, in the extreme. But what I mean is like, yo, we enjoy our quality of life. And, and for anybody listening, that's, uh, like, like, uh, like, like a black male between a certain age that like, is like, yo, Hey, I'm concerned about my life. Hey, I hear you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which is broadly, most people in the United States do not want their quality of life to change dramatically, which yeah. things like things like defunding the police could potentially do. And it's like, so at base, like, listen, I'm sure that there's a number of people who say like, Hey, fuck it. You know, fuck it. It can't be any worse. It can't. 
And I, I'm, there's got to be people who believe that. But what I'm saying is that the majority of people do not believe that in their hearts. They don't believe, they might say it, they might tweet it, but in their hearts, like they're unwilling to stop the person with the improvised weapon that is currently stabbing a cashier 80 feet from where I'm standing. You know what I mean? Like they're unwilling to throw their body. Like it's, I don't know. I, I, Eric, I found it very interesting. I watched uh, one of Big Herc's videos today. Uh, oh, tell me. What, can what? you guess what Big Herc's view of the protest would be? Oh, you know, I guess, have right? not. It's been a while since I've since I've exposed myself to Big Herc, so I'm kind of. I don't know. Well, I can't. I couldn't say where he lands on this one. For our listeners, a reminder, Big Herc uh, runs uh, uh, Fresh Out the Penitentiary, which is a, a YouTube channel where he talks about his experience in the California penal system. Um, he's a large man, hence the big in his name. Uh, he is a bank robber and uh, I think multiple time felon uh, who is now uh, uh, no longer incarcerated, living on the outside and given fun stories and interviews and advice to people about prison, a thing that many people find interesting. Now, uh, Big Herc again, a felon, and uh, I think I think it's fair to say, in some respects, a victim uh, of our justice system. Uh, and certainly, if victimhood is the word we would use, he is a victim of poverty. Uh, so, yep. you might expect some one type of politics out of this man. But you'd be interested to know that Big Herc considers himself a patriot first and foremost. Uh, and which is an interesting perspective. Uh, but also he has no respect for the protesters and sees them as soy latte drinking vegans who are going to get fucked in prison. And wow. he is, he is, he, he gave very, um, uh, hold on one second. Patrick's vegan. <laughs> For those that don't remember, yeah, Herc, he had that YouTube series. Um, he used the word wig splitting a lot, which I believe was meant breaking someone's skull. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, not funny in practice, but funny to hear someone speak about so casually. Um, Life Out the Penitentiary is on YouTube. It's a pretty entertaining series. I'd go check it out. All right. So that was, uh, that is, sorry that I missed that, Eric. That was, uh, I took that call to see if I was canceled or not. Um, no, I was just filling the dead air with more, uh, information on big Herc. Okay. Uh, the cancelizations in comics are so fuck cancellations, cancellations or cancelizations, cancellations. The cancellations in comics are so willy nilly right now that I got roped into, like really serious accusations against, against big figures. Somebody tried to drag me in because of something that we said on this podcast. And oh, really? What did we say? So I made fun of a guy who, as it turned out, I knew, I think, I think we've addressed. Oh, right. Yes. 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 As it yes. turned out I knew him, but, uh, which listen, if I had known at the time that I knew him, I wouldn't have said that if I'm just being honest, like, you know, like I'm not like, I'm not the guy that's like, I'll say it no matter what, you know I mean? I, 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 I probably wouldn't have said that at all. And, but yeah. I, I didn't realize that it was a dude that I had met and, uh, his feelings were hurt. Uh, and to be fr- fair, we were probably insensitive, but, 
somebody contacted me the other day and, and just said like, Hey, you know, just so you know, you, you're getting dragged into this thing. Cause the cancellations in comics are like really severe. They're, they're cutting, they're cutting heads left and right, but it's getting really messy and it's getting down to the Aziz cases. You, you know what I mean? Well, how is that even an industry that uh, the fact that there's an industry that's still alive is, 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 is astonishing to me. So it's, it's funny. You should, it's funny. You should say that that's basically everybody's, when I tell people like, Oh yeah, it's getting pretty serious. They're like, they're still making comics. I'm like, you do understand. That. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so yeah, but, th- but that was mostly, that was mostly joking. I'm not, I wasn't actually in fear of cancellation, but, uh, it, it, it was unfortunate that it looks like I got dragged into some bullshit. Uh, but, uh, where were we? Um, big Herc. Oh, right, right. So big Herc just says, Hey kids, And I don't know this to be true. This is the fear that a lot of people have. This is why they tell you not to uh, take photographs of anybody and put them online, et cetera. Although, hey, everybody, if you're protesting in a downtown metro area of like some city, whatever, you you are 100% already on camera. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that should should be plainly evident to people, no? No, people are like, oh, you're taking photos. You're condemning these protesters to death. And and you're saying – Wow, that's that's a really crazy take because, for example, if you're in uh, Union Square, you are on no fewer than thirty cameras. You know what I mean? Like, also, no, no condemning people to death. What? Yeah, it's, a, it's a hyperbole is big, very popular, big popular. I mean, this I, I I will admit I have not been to these. The, you know, I've not been to one of these inner city larger protests. But is it like the Terminator out there? Yeah, it's uh, Skynet usually drops off like a few T one thousands and they just uh, spray plasma rifles into the crowd. Uh, it, that's why everybody there is so brave. Like I, I really commend anybody that attended these, knowing that they were going to uh, be one of the skulls crushed by the tank treads in the beginning of uh, Terminator. So, uh, big. Herc- oh well, I mean, I know you were you were being you you were being a facetious asshole, but I. I mean, I do, on some level, I do commend the bravery because, as we, I think we said in, a, in an episode recently, that a, a scared cop is a dangerous thing. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, listen, these protesters. I, I, I don't, I don't see every every act of protest as being as efficient or effective as other acts of protest. But there's no debate that you're either stupid or very brave to to very brave. Uh, conduct yourself the way that some of these kids are conducting themselves. Like you, it's one or the other. And I, I don't presume to know for everybody, but uh, it, it's, uh, you know, having seen, having seen cop panic up close, I would never engage with it. Like I, I would never, yeah. ever, ever try to bring it on myself ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, 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 and if that makes me pussy, that is what it is. But yeah, uh, but, but the watching a fucking panicked cop, not know how to maintain authority in a, in a crisis situation, nothing scary in the world to me. So, uh, yeah, kids are either brave or stupid. So yeah, hats off to them. Um, but big Herc's thing, which may or may not be true. I don't know. His thing is they're coming to get you. And you are going to be locked up inside with men who don't respect you at all. Mm. And, and I think that that's very interesting. Like his message is basically start lifting weights because 
you are going, you are on camera. You will be caught whether it's now or three years from now. His point is actually quite scary, which is you're now as much a fugitive as, as a bank robber that at some point somebody's going to knock on your door and they're going to knock on it with a, uh, uh, with a battering ram, you know? And for what, for, for, think- for merely the act of protesting? No, no, no. Like, like, like some of these people that like, uh, some of these people that I guess there's no way around it. I was, I was going to try to sugarcoat it cause I'm sympathetic to the cause, but like, uh, essentially are assaulting officers. If you're trying to get the gun off of an officer's uh, belt, you're going to jail. He's not wrong about that. And, well, and- well, I think also, I think it's not even so much necessarily assaulting an officer outright, but if you, if you, um, if you like broke a window of a cop car or like set one on fire, like I think I'm pretty sure they equate that to assaulting an officer. So like, yeah, if you did that, if you threw a cinder block, you know, through a cop car, like I hope you were wearing a balaclava or something. Like I hope that they don't ID you because that's a serious charge. Oh, well, I mean, let's talk about where our government or, or where our policing, I hope that most people can agree is truly crooked, which is that property crime is, 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 I mean, people say that that that's the actual purpose of police is to protect against property crime, not to protect the bodies of, of, uh, the electorate. Uh, there's really something to be said for that. They really fucking care about property crime. So, uh, yes, if you're smashing a window, uh, you might, you might, I'm not trying to make any of our listeners paranoid. I don't, you know, big hurt. It doesn't work for the justice department. No, (laughs) No. it, 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 uh, it'll probably be fine. You'll probably be fine, uh, but Big Herc. I, I, but I thought that that was such an in, so Big Herc's perspective, and I think this is an interesting one that people should consider. He is a self-made man, post prison. He is uh, uh, making a living for himself, carving a space out for himself. He is living the American dream, uh, so far as he sees it, and he he bifurcates his life into these two parts of it and is now a believer in the American system because he's doing okay, which is very interesting because when he was fully marginalized, literally, and then alienated from the system by his own behavior, uh, it he probably did not feel that way. And I, I know that this is like, people are going to hear this and take it in the wrong spirit because people are fucking simple idiots. But when I, when I bang on and on about the need for a strong middle class, it's because, you know, trying to have something is beautiful and big Herc might seem complacent to people because it's like, Oh, well now he's got his, so he doesn't care about other people. I mean, I don't know. He was a fucking violent bank robber. He maybe never cared about other people. I don't fucking know. But like, I will say that it is interesting seeing somebody advocate for the, the America as a project by, because they are in a position like they're not drowning anymore. And right. And I think that when, for all this talk about like, we have to redistribute wealth and this, that, the other thing, like the only time that I buy into that at all is facilitating 
small businesses. It is the only time that I'm like, okay, like if we want to break up Amazon, like, Hey, like, I know I get tagged with like, I make jokes about being a Reddit libertarian and stuff, but like, I don't think that, I think that if you have a government at some point, they do have to be responsible and, and break up potential trust and monopolies, et cetera, whatever. But like the, the, if we're going to break up something like Amazon, like, okay, now I would like to see how that facilitates small businesses across the country. Can we figure this out? Can we get somebody that's tinkering in the garage, uh, to be uh, a successful person that, that has something to look forward to. I just feel like it's not even maintaining the power of the elites. It's there is an actual people power to a strong middle class. And yeah, uh, for anybody that thinks otherwise, just look to history. Like you don't got to believe me. You can think that I'm on Eric's, uh, simpering boot licking centrist, uh, uh, neo lib, uh, uh, holiday of, of the mind. Uh, or you can just look to history. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's one or the other. So, uh, I don't know, but it was, in, it was an interesting perspective from big Herc, uh, who was very doom and gloom on the kids. Very. Um, well, I mean, look, man, the, the, the beauty of this world, the be- look, maybe some of the bright side or the silver lining of, of social media and these things is like, you know, we've never, I mean, despite the algorithm, despite the bubbles that we create for ourselves, you know, we have the most plurality of opinion that that's ever been. And, and I, I know that, and that really bothers some people because we wish people didn't have the wrong opinions at all. But like, you know, I, I reflected a little bit on what we were talking about recently about how like, you know, people have created insane bubbles for themselves. And I think it's really, I think it's like, I think it's your duty. I think it's like, it, it's people's, I, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to these words, you know, it's your duty to go and follow, not just like look up their tweets or whatever. It's your duty to go seek out people that like outright disagree with everything you stand for. And, and, I, Big Herc is part of that. You know what I mean? Big Herc is part of that ecosystem of of commentary and 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 opinions. So so I value Big Herc's opinion as much as I do anyone else on Earth's, which honestly is not very much, but it, it but it is the same. Oh yeah, I mean, th- this is you know what the toughest thing for me, Eric, being uh, Black Pill Patrick, is showing enough lip service to things that I don't get murdered because truth of the matter is I, I really desperately deeply in my heart respect pretty much nothing. And if you, if you radiate that in directions that your crowd agrees with, like if I say the honest truth, which is I have zero respect for, uh, the, the, the type of, uh, uh, I, I don't even know. Uh, how would we describe police? Uh, the the type of you, the type of unionized goonery <laughs> that yeah. that is. I, I have zero respect. And like our crowd would say, uh, "Oh yeah, sick." You know, what I mean, great. You know, what I mean, I hate cops too. And and it's like, yo, no, no, no. It's not about hating cops. <laughs> it's not, that's I might hate cops, but that's not the conversation. It's that. I have no respect for that institution. And guess what? I also have no respect for the idea that a woman can't play a didgeridoo. 
You know what I mean? I also mm. have no, I also have no respect for, and this is tough because if you, if you really reach a point where other people's opinions don't impact you in, in one way or the other and fuck it, whatever, like you're, you're just going to get yelled at all the time. Like, I just feel like I'm getting yelled at all the time. Cause it's like, yo, Hey, I don't respect the same things you don't respect. And I also don't respect you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so like, so like, I'm sorry. Like you, you get what you pay for with me. Like, I just don't respect any of like, it, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, all. I respect people who are successful. I respect people who are able to create things out of nothing. I respect, you know, artists and people that have singular visions and, and I respect their opinions. And in, in so much as like, you know, I'm interested to hear what, you know, what that person, that person's outlook and how that may be shaped either their art or the way they've lived their life or, or the way that, that it's been conducive to their success or, you know, I, I respect those things, but like at the end of the day, you know, who's, who's someone that I respect incredibly, like, like, I don't know, like, let's, let's say a film director or something like, like, I don't know, fucking, we talked about Carpenter. Let's say it's him. Roman Polanski. Right. Exactly. He's <laughs> like, if Roman Polanski was like, I think that, uh, consent laws are ridiculous. I'd be like, that's a wild view, dude. I don't agree with you at all, but I still do like Chinatown. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I still, at the end of the day, if you, if you, a loon is a loon, you know what I mean? And he, and, and even, even if you're not a loon, even if you just have an opinion that I'm not, I don't vibe with that. I don't agree with, then it's just, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? Eric, can I give you an example of like what might be the, the, uh, the, the occidental winter that's about to happen? Uh Oh, tell me. So in the, since we've gotten on this podcast, uh, the, uh, California has, uh, have they made it a, they can't, they couldn't have made it a law. Um, basically they've said that you have to wear a mask in public at all times. Yeah. Now, for anybody that doesn't know that that seems like it was the, the rule lately, but it, it was not. The rule was that you had to wear it in uh, establishments. Now, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, it, it, they have to. You have to wear it when you leave your house. And uh, what's interesting about that is that that is the delicate way of saying, "Hey." people at the beach and people at protests are going to spike this Corona thing a lot. Let's, let's make a law that seems like we're not against protests, but here's this band aid that will do very little to stem this tide, but we can cover our asses. Now, I, I'm seeing people, these incredibly strange, they must be patriots, I guess, these people that are saying that if you don't want to wear a mask in public, then you are a, a right-wing MAGA chud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really can't underline strongly enough how unthinking a position that is. Um, maybe you think masks are important. I don't. And I think that I can largely prove that position, but let's say that, let's say that we're looking at two different studies and you just really feel strongly that masks, even if, as everybody keeps writing me, even if they're only uh, doing 1% uh, 
impact on this thing, then we need to do it. Okay. That's a crock of shit and I can prove otherwise that yeah, there's a million things that you could do that would be more effective than 1% than you do not do them. But okay. Okay. Now the fact that you are comfortable with California, I think the most prosperous state in the United States. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Saying, I know it's one of the largest economies. I don't remember, you know, I, I can't imagine New York eclipses it. But anyway, um, if you're fully at peace, I'm not saying, hey, I thought about it and I arrived here after thinking about it. No, I'm saying if you're fully at peace out the gate, being told that you have to wear a mask, if you're in a fucking field, then you are a consummate bootlicker. You are, you have your tongue in the ass of, <laughs> of, of, of a, of a, I mean, how would you describe a government of a, of a protect, a protect, protect, a protection racket that does not value your life in any meaningful way. Uh, you are rimming it right now. And I, 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 I'm appalled that people don't realize like, Oh, Hey, there, nobody's going to be comfortable. Maybe there's some of the red States, maybe, but nobody's going to be comfortable coming out against protests, but you're insane. If you don't think that they're going to be putting laws like this nonsense on the books in a way as a response to these protests. And this type of thing should bother you. And again, if you think that masks are important, then okay, you arrive there. But if you think that California should be able to walk to, through uh, that uh, cops, by the way, that cops who will be the one enforcing this cops who will be the one uh, issuing citations. If you're comfortable with cops walking up to me in a public park with nobody for 20 feet in any direction and telling me that I have to put my mask on or face uh, ticketing, uh, then yeah, man, uh, I, I just have to tell you, you are a, a goose stepper. <laughs> you, you are the type of unthinking weirdo who would go along with any fucking thing that made you feel less afraid in this superficial, unprovable way. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was a little impressed that we managed to go this whole episode without mentioning COVID until you did. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I keep coming back to it too, because it's such like a, it's such a thing that people are adamant about. And it's just like, you know, I haven't really, whatever, man. I don't know. I, I, I right now COVID is gonna, it's, it's spiking in certain places. People are calling it a second wave. Um, I would argue that it is still that area's first wave. I would argue that they, they never really had an outbreak. Um, and Eric, there's, there's, I should just put this out there. I don't know this to be fact, but there's speculation that the places that it is happening, that there are these spikes are uh, places that are very hot. And, what there there's some there's the people are asking the question could this be that people are inside their homes in air conditioning and it would so do you recall when 
people in New York were just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker despite the fact that they weren't allowed outside of their houses? Yes. And, and there was a lot of, of uh, epidemiologists who ca- came forward and said, oh, hey, maybe the fact that we're making people stay in close quarters all the time, breathing each other's air is actually worse. Maybe that's, maybe that's actually worse. Have we considered that? And now we're now air conditioning may do the same thing. So my point here is Eric, you and I can talk about whether or not these, uh, outbre- that these, uh, spikes are first wave, second wave. And I, 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 I'm sorry, I interrupted you. We can hear it all out. But what I'm saying is once again, does that have anything to do with me standing in a field? No, no. I was just branching off of what of, of what we were talking about. No, I'm just being. I'm just being. Uh, I'm I, obviously you can tell for our listeners at home. I want to stand in a field a lot. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's it's. Uh, look, man. People want to point to other countries that quote unquote did it right. Which okay, that's an interesting perspective. Perhaps it saved lives. You know, uh, the data isn't all the way there, as far as I can tell. Um, the countries that did it right, how, however you want to view that, that those methods were never going to fly in the United States, and they haven't flied. And the half-hearted approach that we took, I'm not convinced, really did all that much. And. New York's cases continue to go down. You know why? Because I think our most vulnerable population have died. And I think that's the way it's going to go for everywhere else in the country. It's spiking in Florida. It's spiking in Texas. This is still, this is still early for them. Um, I, I, and that's just, this is how I see it. And if there's a piece of data that I missed that contradicts what I'm saying, I'm open to it, man. I'm just reading, I'm reading things how I read it. And if that's a cancelable offense, then I guess there's just nowhere else for me to go. You know what I mean? I guess you can just fucking just, just go ahead and, 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 and huh? You're playing basketball with me and Bill Maher. Join us over here. (laughs) Ice Cube's coming over at three. I mean, it's in the, the the protests, uh, you know, that have been happening. Um, in, at least in New York, it's now been going on for two weeks, and I don't, as far as I can tell, from what's his name, from Cuomo's little little uh, thing he gives. Like I said, shit keeps going down. So now it is what is the incubation period? Two weeks for symptoms to show up because it's been two weeks, or has that changed? Like everything else has changed throughout the, the entirety of this entire endeavor. Um, because if it's still Eric, two weeks, Eric, then I want you to pi- hold on. I want you to picture in your head a thriller from the early two thousands where, uh, who's it going to be? Let's say Samuel, uh, not Samuel L. Jackson. We'll say, uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, is wearing glasses and he's, he's at a, uh, computer station inside a government facility. Uh, and he is the low man on the totem pole. Nobody pays attention to him and he's crunching the data and he, and then there's this Eureka moment and he looks at the screen and he's running all the simulations and he goes, it's a chimera virus. It change it changes. Yeah, that's that. That's what the government would have us believe is that Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P., is sitting at a computer terminal going, "It's a chimera," and then we're all supposed to know what that is. But then he explains it because it's like right, Jurassic right. Park. Yeah, you know, exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exposition. Yeah, and it's a chimera, and <laughs> it's so or it's a Trojan horse. You know what I mean? Like something where it's like, oh, it's not what we thought. It all, it, 
that's what they have us believe. Like, oh, there must be a reason, like a scientific merited reason why everything we've been told is we've been told was a lie, then true again, and now a lie again. Yeah, wouldn't it be wild if that was the case, though? It would make me feel less fucking crazy. If it was just some ever morphing disease that constantly changed the rules, that would that would that that'd be interesting. It would make you feel better if, if Philip Seymour Hoffman was looking at a computer terminal somewhere in a government uh, base. You know, I saw him at a bar one time. No shit. Uh, w- was he gay or not gay? I don't know. This is a good question. I know he was short and I didn't expect it. I don't remember if he was gay. What did he die of? Uh, heroin overdose. Oh, that's right. R.I.P. Heroin taking some of our, taking some of our brightest minds. Also, a lot of uh, a lot of people that steal their mother's purses. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? (laughs) So do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of that going on. Um, all right, man. I don't know. I think that's, that's, that's all I have for you this week. Uh, what, did Trump do something stupid? We didn't talk about him this whole episode. Uh, his brain's deteriorating. Uh, it's only three o'clock. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bolton wrote a book that oh god uh, out- that outlines how bad Trump is, but don't buy it. Don't buy it because Bolton is bad. Uh, hey everybody, uh, I write books. Um, I don't care how bad you think I am. If you want to enjoy the thing that I'm doing, please buy it. <laughs> Just because you don't like me doesn't mean I didn't do a thing. Like, don't be weird. Well, so, that the, the 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 Bolton thing is just indicative of like this like continuing like weird palace intrigue that's only interesting to people that are totally unaffected by everything. Yes, <laughs> and it's like it's nauseating. It's like yo, get the fuck, get this shit away from me. Get John Bolton's ugly fucking doo doo mustache off my timeline. You know what the problem is, Eric? We we have a problem. Uh, probably like it it it's a challenge for our audience, uh, depending on who they are. Is that we're not black, so we're not impacted by some of the conversations that are having right now uh, in the same way. But we're also not forty uh, five year old uh, liberal cucks. Mm-hmm. So so we fall between these two things. So like you you and I can't be motivated to give a shit about Bolton's book. You know what I mean? Not but even we a also bit. probably can't feel the tactile sensation of of uh anxiety or or or, or hatred for, for the authorities that a lot of our listeners can. So we're really we're probably no good to anybody. 
No, we're no good. This podcast doesn't do anything for anybody other than the people that are entertained by it. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, let's do 10 seconds on Crystalia. Oh yeah. Well, um, yep. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't really have much to say. Uh, he denied it today. Yeah. Um, I will say <sighs> that I will say that I found the conversation unhelpful. Like an internet pile on becomes really, really unhelpful in parsing. Like it gets somebody canceled quote unquote, but it also like muddies the waters in this way that I think people don't understand because I was reading these accusations that this guy tried to give me to give him a blowjob when I was 16. And then I would read, uh, something like, the, you know, Oh, the, the, these girls stories echoes my own. Uh, when I was in senior year, uh, he responded to a story of mine and then next tweet, I meant senior year of college. I, uh, sorry. Like, yo, there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and also like, listen, maybe he was a total creep, but like if he's responding to you and you're in high school, like, yo, I don't know. Maybe he knows, maybe he doesn't, but that's not really very helpful. What I need to know is, did somebody say, Hey, I'm 16. And he goes, that's sick. Come blow me. <laughs> if, if he says that, then, Oh boy. You know what I mean? Oh boy. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but if he, if he, Like, I just, please, everybody, I understand that people, like, if you've had an exchange with somebody and you think that you can help contribute to the conversation that you want to jump in, but, like, yo, I need to know, like, less, I'll be totally frank, I really don't care about creepiness. I really don't care. That's none of my business. Like, if somebody's creepy, that's good to know for people that don't want to be around creepy guys. If... But I need to know, did this person do something that is genuinely reprehensible and criminal? And criminal is, I understand, to most of our listeners and to most of like the internet, that's that doesn't really matter. It's did somebody do something reprehensible? And like, yo, just help me out, world. You know what I'm saying? Like, just help me out. Like, don't get in my way when I'm like, like, okay, okay, I'm reading all these things. And then it's it'll be somebody saying, uh, Christy Lee and I had consensual sex. Um many times I believe these women because that is how he texts. And it's like, yo, that's not strictly speaking. That's not very helpful. You know what I mean? Like that's like, I just want to know, like, like, and frankly, I'll disappoint everybody in this fucking listenership and just say like, I don't have a relationship with Chris D'Elia. If he does a funny podcast tomorrow, I'll fucking listen to it. He's not my friend. I don't care what he like, you know, like, it, 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 this shit does not matter to me the way that matters to other people. But if he did something that is genuinely wrong, as it appears he did, as it appears, like, then let's get to that, please. Like, get out of the fucking way with the, like, like, look, there's a dude in music who is a loudmouth about social justice shit who has a real fucking secret. And, even with like, I think, it, but it's not my secret to fucking share. And right. I think that if, I think that if every time there was a conversation about creepy ass dudes or fucking dudes with weird politics or whatever, that I jumped in with this, like, like unhelpful, like, yo, please keep it to the shit that like, yo, does Chris D'Elia need to get punched in his mouth? 
Like, yo, that's kind of where we're at. Does it like, Hey, and you saying, Hey, he hit on me when I was 22 is no help to me. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? Like it's no help. And if you don't think there's a difference between a 16 year old and a 22 year old, yo, you're fucked in your fucking head. You're like, yeah, be you, real. again, that's, that's kind of just willful dishonesty. Yeah. Like be real. Like, so just, just come on. Like, and look, this isn't like, just so people are clear and I'm sure you'll do your little caveat dance and fucking whatever. But like, just so people are clear, Eric and I are not holding water for a guy who may have been fucking 16 year olds. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not our role in this life. I just know. And also, I mean, if you were, if, if, if a person was 22 and felt, you know, like he was a predatory weirdo, then that's its own thing. But like, if we're calling him a pedo, that's another thing. Right. And to me, if you call somebody a pedo who is not a pedo, you've made this conversation difficult for when it might actually have to be like, did he do something wrong? Well, my friend said that he, uh, he read online that, uh, he's a pedo, not helpful, not helpful. <laughs> like, yo, mm. like, Eric, have you punched a man in the face? Um, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time for me too, but I, I, I don't, I intend to punch somebody pretty soon. And I, and I don't have a problem with people punching each other over things like, yo, like if you fuck with a 16 year old, somebody should punch you in your face. I don't have any problem with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I also, I also like, if I was going to be the puncher and I had to wade through, uh, he texted me when I was 22 like, yo, that's, please get that shit the fuck out of here. Like I'm talking about something serious and that's not serious. Like I'm talking about something that is like, like actually matters. And, and so the other part of it is, Hey, if you're not funny, don't use these cancellations moments to try to get off your material. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's an, yeah. Well, it's also like, I see people being out here like he was a terrible comedian. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Uh, oh, when people, uh, well, firstly, I always maintain that if your response to somebody getting canceled is I knew it, I, I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, like forget being not helpful. You're also like, what's your thing? Like you, th- are, are, are you like a person who walks up to soap opera actors in the supermarket and slaps their face and says, Oh, you were despicable what you did to Sandy. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, yo, people presenting poorly and people committing heinous crimes are two different fucking things. Yeah. So stop that unhelpful. Not, Oh, well he's got a face like, yeah, guess what? A lot of people got faces like that. Do I think that they're all fucking whatever's Nah. (laughs) It would be very dangerous to conduct myself that way. So I, uh, that's just not helpful. And you're, you're fucking look, I don't think you got to search the Chris D'Elia hashtag, but to get the, to like see what jokes other people are making, we all make hack jokes every once in a while. But sure. yo, the the first thought that enters your head is probably said by a trillion other people and not entertaining your two hundred fucking followers on on Twitter because they've seen it from a thousand other people. So like, mm. like people saying, "Wow, so he really was playing himself on that show." You, holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. 
Like, I mean, it's yep. to, 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 to me, like if, 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 if you zoom out from Crystalia, right. And you want to look at it in the scope, the larger scope of like the me too movement or whatever. Um, you know, Crystalia, I, I think a number of people have come forward, you know what I mean? And like, Oh yeah. Typically. Like dozens, yeah. 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 So like, I, I go by the Hannibal Burris rule, which is if someone says you did something 35 times, you probably did it at least four. So that's that's my rule of thumb for things. It's and it's interesting, you know, look, these this topic, every time we talk about it, I get weird because it's so sticky. And it's because, yo, every I think there's such severe uh it's such a severe thing. It's a severe accusation and it's just, it's and it's a heinous despicable act and the repercussions of 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 that will you know you fuck up someone's life for a minute you you scar someone and you also you know now this person is like totally persona non grata in in like any caveat of life so it's like deadly serious to me so that's why it's i don't think it's fair to talk about these things with a broad brush looks to me in my estimation looks like crystalia is a weird predatory piece of shit um, Joe Biden, I don't know. That's, you know what I mean? Like typically, typically these predatory creeps, it's, it's a serial behavior. So when a dude has one accuser, you know what I mean? Like, look, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Obviously it obviously could have. What I'm saying is typically People that do these things, people that are guilty of these things, engage in it over over years. It's a serial. Uh, it's a, it's a compulsion that repeats itself. So, but Eric, there, there's people that talk out both sides of their mouth on this. Like, so I've seen people, uh, like some some guy, will, like have an accusation from like. Like I saw some dude get murdered for like he was 21 and dated a 15 year old or something like a decade ago. And like, you know, our audience is going to have a lot of different opinions on what's wrong, what's right there. And like what justice would be like 10 or 12 years later, like, and whatever, we won't even fucking get into that case. But uh, I, I think it's like, uh, hold on, bring, bring me back. I was just seeing the guy's face in my head and I got lost. (laughs) Um, uh, what? Where were you going with that? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> Dating someone ten years ago, different age. Yeah, no, I wasn't even. I wasn't even going to get into all that. But uh, oh, oh, oh! But I saw people defending him and saying, "Hey, he's been married with a kid for five years, and and has none of these like to call him a pedo is pretty unfair because you know, like when he was." younger he dated somebody that in in your view might be too young but you know like he certainly displayed none of that and people and people are saying yeah but the behavior that people show with one partner they might not show with another okay so eric that seems true right like that seems like that's totally a true thing that could definitely be the case could be yeah we're all but then we're also told to believe that this behavior is innate, can't be contained, and is serial. And so, which one is it? Do you do you know what I mean? Like w- w- that's those are two conflicting statements that I think come out of the same people's mouths sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It's it's look, man. 
it's just a sticky fucking issue. It's sticky. And, and, and I think, you know, because there's no real way, I mean, people have receipts, right? I mean, and again, and I stress the fact that each case is different, right? So when I, when I speak about this, don't, don't try and kill me with the facts of another case. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there was no camera in the room or whatever, you know what I mean? Like people kind of have to go with their gut a little bit or with just their own judgment. You know what I mean? Like what I mean is like the ability to say, Oh, I don't think Joe Biden is guilty of that thing, but I do think Chris D'Elia is guilty of that thing. Yo, there was no camera in the room for either instance. So you're just, People people have to go by their gut, you know what I mean? To yeah, some degree. Or, or, or they can go with like a blanket generalization like believe women. Right. Well that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, they could. If they, if they want if they want to go against all rational thought, <laughs> uh they can go they can uh, so just uh subscribe to a slogan. Um but yeah, I, I so Crystalia is he put me in a bad bad mood. Uh, and not just because he might've been fucking statutory raping 16 year olds, but, uh, also because I was watching somebody get canceled for almost nothing. And I was about to jump out and be like, Hey, I'm going to jump on this landmine because I, I, this is horseshit. And then Dalia, which has like fucking 20 accusers comes out and I can't, and it, the thing just becomes so messy that like you can no longer jump out and say this is bullshit because then his thing is going to get dragged into it in some way. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like like the fact that like, yeah. oh, there are so many dudes out here who are doing foul shit. And it's like, yo, nobody's denying that. Like, well, I'm sure somebody is, but like, yo, <laughs> nobody here. It's straw man for me because nobody here is denying it. Like, but, uh, but I was, ta- I wanted to talk about something specific. And then felt like I couldn't because there was an actual potential villain out there and it made me angry. So fuck Chris D'Elia this week. Yeah, fuck Chris D'Elia. Um, all right, you got anything else? Nah, I got to use the bathroom. Uh, all right, I'm tapped out. All right, everybody hit the pay, hit the Twitter at WP Timeline. I'm still not looking at it, but maybe I'll look at it someday. Um, hit the Patreon, patreon.com says worst possible timeline. We're going to have a new patreon coming out soon um we're gonna try and be more regular with content um but yeah hit that up there's great shit on there um and uh yeah you know how to reach us we'll we'll get at you soon all right everybody be good be good well hey podcast listener my name is vince and i'm the host of a show called the rr show it stands for reddit readings We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.